Hello again, and welcome back to Animation Fascination. I'm Mark Bibbert, and with me again, as always, well, except for our recent bonus episode, Stanford Clark. Hey, how's it going? Uh, this podcast focuses on the world of animation. Each episode, we feature all the latest news from around the animation industry and a main topic discussing a TV series, film, or something else, whether it's traditionally hand-drawn, computer-generated, or stop-motion. If it's animated, it's up for discussion to geek out about. So if you guys have listened to the show uh, before we went on the seven-year hiatus, uh, we used to kind of do a program where, like, because we would go weekly, uh, one week we would do just, like, that main topic episode, and then the next week we would do a news episode. Uh, so th this week we're kind of doing that a little bit. We did the bonus episode uh, that... Uh, once you're listening to this, should already be out, is the Marcel Lachelle uh, review bonus episode with our guest Lauren Knight on that episode. Uh, and then today, Stanford and I are going to be talking about a lot of the news for uh, July 2022, as it is right now. Uh, it's going to be some news and then a, a whole bunch of trailers uh, and then some of our recommendations, and then a little bit of, of a preview of uh, what we'll be doing in the next episode that'll be later this month, where it'll be a few different movie reviews in that one. So, to start this episode, the yeah, three uh, kind of new release uh, interview with Cinemark Movies that I was going to discuss really quick. Now, Stanford, did you did you ever see the, the Teen Titans go to the movies? film that came out yeah a couple of years ago yeah. okay yeah uh, me and me and patrick I, it's still online that's what kind of started us doing the like the awkward cinema uh, with yeah. patrick and mark stuff right uh we don't do it as much anymore just because as he got older he had kind of less interest in wanting to do videos and stuff like that with his dad so i get it it's all right um but so there's about like 11 episodes or so of stuff that we talked about, like from that to Lost to the, the Crudes sequel. Uh, but so they've been kind of doing now. Do you remember the like the Alvin and the Chipmunks uh, kind of like movie remakes that they did? I think like in the 90s or it was like back to Alvin's future Batmunk. Yes, uh, it was it was basically like the Alvin and the Chipmunks like made whatever the movie was so it's kind of like what they're doing now with uh teen titans so they did the teen titans go uh go to the movies where it was like basically them trying to get their own movie a few years back and then recently they did teen titans uh, watch space jam or something like i think that was legitimately like the <laughs> yeah, title of the movie i think it was so <laughs> so like just want like hearing that title you already kind of know what you're in for with that uh but i haven't watched that one yet but just from watching the trailer that it seems like if you mixed like the teen titans go animated series with uh like mystery science theater 3000 yeah exactly and, it's, it's perfect and then like actually had like the characters from space jam sp specifically the the nerd lux slash monsters uh kind of invade the teen titans while they were watching space jam because like from what i saw in the trailer like there's like footage from space jam and it's like them watching it almost like a pop of video like pointing out stuff in the movie and stuff so but like going on that same tangent they have recently released uh this film teen titans go and dc superhero girls multiverse or some mayhem in the multiverse which is the Teen Titans show uh, crossing over with the DC Superhero Girls animated series and then crossing over into a multiverse movie. So the basic premise of this, it said, was uh, Lex Luthor uh, unites a group of supervillains to capture all of Earth's superheroes, uh, leaving only the DC Superhero Girls to stop the Legion of Doom. And he has an amulet from Krypton that ends up uh, with the girls from that show cross dimensions to rescue their fellow heroes from the Phantom Zone. Uh, but during that, there's like a whole multiverse mix-up, which leads them to cross over into the Teen Titans Go universe. And now, 
even in that Teen Titans go to the movies film, they they kind of set up like their own animated multiverse within that film too, because you see like the original uh, kind of more serious anime stylized version of the Teen Titans series uh, within that movie. <laughs> so, and I, there's there's like all these memes earlier this year after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness came out. It was like this was my Multiverse of Madness. And I remember seeing some people post pictures of this movie, the Teen Titans Go, and DC Superhero Girls Mayhem in the Multiverse. They're like, this is my Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> and so, like, th this is like a... If you've, like, if you've watched Teen Titans Go to the movies, um, and you, you can kind of tell what kind of humor it is from that, this movie is more of similar type of tone and, like, very tongue-in-cheek, uh, like a reverent, not very subtle, uh, very goofy kind of humor like that. Uh, it's This isn't rated because it was, you know, it was, like, made just for, like, straight to the streaming, straight to home release. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would assume it would be, like, PG, if, if anything. But... I have never seen the DC Superhero Girls TV series just because I didn't have a daughter and my son's yeah. kind of too old to, I've to never, watch. I've never seen it either. Yeah. I Like, I knew of its existence just because it's, it's essentially, it's an animated series that seems very focused at, like, a younger female demographic because of yeah. all the characters in it. It's got Supergirl, and, and for some reason, Harley Quinn is in it, and she's teamed up with, like, with the rest of the, the heroes in it, too. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I guess, you know, she's such a but, popular character. That... Yeah. But yeah, I like, and this is interesting too, like how they have the villains in here. Because the, the Lex Luthor that's in this is from uh, that version of the DC Superhero Girls TV show. Uh, so if, if anyone has watched that and they enjoyed that, or they liked Teen Titans Go to the Movies, I would suggest this to check out. Uh, just because it's that same kind of funny humor. You don't necessarily have, have had to watch either of these shows either, too. It's just like a goofy, funny multiverse movie. It's just barely over an hour. It's like about 79 minutes long. So it's it's not too much of an investment of time to watch it, too. And then the, the Blu-ray that it came out on has two uh, episodes of the Teen Titans Go! TV show as well as two episodes of the DC Superhero Girls episodes. Uh, so if you hadn't watched either of them, you can watch some of the episodes of that show uh, on that Blu-ray for that too. And that's that's out now, so you can pick it up if you want to, or you can rent it on any of the, the streaming websites and stuff. Uh, and it's, it'll probably be on HBO Max soon, I would I would assume as well too. And all, all of these movies are Warner Brothers movies, so... Some of them are already on HBO Max, too. Yeah. Which, the, the next one I'm talking about is, it's the Fantastic Beasts uh, threequel, the third film in that in the overall Wizarding World franchise. So it's got the eight Harry Potter films, and then you have the three Fantastic Beasts movies. This one had the, you know, the recasting of uh, Gellert Grindelwald, uh, with Mads Mikkelsen taking over the role from Johnny Depp from the second film. But what's kind of interesting about that character, too, is is that in each movie, he's played by a different actor. Like, I, I know in the first film, uh, Colin uh, Farrell plays, like, Percival Graves, which is, is just Gellert Grindelwald, like, in disguise. Yeah. But it's funny that, that you got... Colin Farrell in that first movie, then you got Johnny Depp in the second movie, and then Mads Mikkelsen in the third movie. And I almost wish that they had kind of just done like some explanation in this third movie to just say that like he did some kind of transconfiguration again, because there's already the basis for that. Seeing as how like at the end of the first movie he did that before he turned from Colin Farrell into Johnny Depp, so they could have just kind of had like an offhand line saying, "Oh." Yeah, I since everyone was looking for me, I had to change what I looked like. So it like threw him off or something like that. But um, now I did you see this third film? 
No, I had no desire to, Mark. Okay. I <laughs> okay. I thought I think this I, this this whole Wizarding World uh, or Fantastic Beasts, I should say, um, thing. I saw the first film and then I was I was done. I I, I thought it sucked. So so no offense <laughs> to our uh, wonderful Harry Potter fans, but I you know not for me. Oh, no worries. Uh, I I would say. What's kind of interesting is that the first movie is definitely more focused on Newt in that film, and, right. and like he is definitively the like the center main character of that film. And what's kind of interesting with these is that you can even see it like in the typeface, like in the in these two is like in that first film, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Like all the the words on that title are all about the same size and everything, and then. With the second film, uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, uh, you can see that, like, the word Fantastic Beasts is, like, much smaller and, like, yeah. off to the left on the title. Shrinking it, yeah. And then, yeah, and then it's, like, huge, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And, like, even then on this, uh, like, Fantastic Beasts is, like, tucked way up there in the top left, and then it says The Secrets of Dumbledore. So it's interesting, like, just as from, like, a, a titling... Uh, graphic design kind of point of view like how they've been doing that with the titling for the films as it kind of moves uh, closer timeline wise to the the original eight Harry Potter films with that uh, and like how they start to have more focus on like say Dumbledore or uh, other characters that we've met or whatnot from like that universe what right. i actually liked a lot about this because it was stuff that they didn't end up including in the two deathly hallows films even though they split that movie that book into two parts for the movies yeah. there there was still stuff that they still left out from that book and they were actually able to include it in this because of, of giving more of uh, dumbledore's backstory um and the whole thing with like his brother and their sister, because like for me, like being a fan of that book, I liked this third movie a lot because it's more or less a movie that's that whole entire chapter of the Deathly Hallows book, where it's like going through this whole backstory of Double Dumbledore and like uh, when uh, he was in love with Grindelwald and how like all this affected and. And, like, Ezra Miller's character, I don't don't want to get into, like, all that Ezra Miller uh, drama and stuff, but, uh, like, his, his character is, like, the same essentially magical kind of entity that, that Dumbledore's sister was, too. So that's kind of why there's also that connection there, too, with, with all of that in the film. So I liked that from the, the point of view and standpoint of enjoying that aspect of the Deathly Hallows book and then it being included in this. Uh, yeah. And I think this... Uh, not a lot of people liked this, the second film that they did with this, but I think this was definitely a step up from that that second film. Oh, good, because yeah, I had heard that the second film... I think that's what caused me not to go, is I had some of my good friends just said, Oh, yeah. Dude, stay away. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and like if even if you haven't seen that second film, this film does a good job of kind of recapping a little bit of the events of what happened in that second movie. Uh, so even if you didn't see it, it'll kind of be like, hey, here's what happened, and then you don't really need to know too much about what happened because then this film has its own thing going on with it. Uh, the one thing I was kind of bummed out about hearing with this film, though, is that with, with new... In the the first two films, uh, they also had the. Um, she was just as much of like a a main character as as he was in the first two films as well. Was uh, what's her name? Catherine Waterston as Tina. Oh yeah. And she she was in the first film. She was in the second film. She's in the third movie, but she's like barely in it and it's like explained away kind of that she's just busy because she's the head of like a department now at, at the ministry that she works at 
Oh, that's which kind of a bummer. Yeah, which is especially weird because she's like the co-lead for the first two movies. So, and that character like within the universe is supposed to eventually marry Newt, and like they're supposed to like have like this whole like relationship and everything. So it'd be like, it'd be like if. Uh, it's not like an exact comp for it, but it would be like if like Hermione was in uh, Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets, but then then it's just Ron and Harry in Prisoner of Azkaban, and, and Hermione's in it for like two scenes, and you're like, oh yeah, she's just busy taking all those classes, so she's she can't be part of this adventure. But yeah, so I mean, that's my only kind of uh, frustration with this movie. Uh, but there, if you like bonus features like I do, it's got a bunch of featurettes on here with uh, stuff about the like the cast and crew. There's uh, different scenes in here uh, that they highlight, and then there's a good featurette about uh, the character of Dumbledore as well too. So if you like stuff like that, and there's also deleted scenes on here too. And that's also on HBO Max as well, too. So even if you don't have the, the 4K set or the Blu-ray or whatever, you can check it out there as well. Nice. And those those Wizarding World movies are weird, too, because it's, like, the rights for them, it seems to, like, because of, like, you know, like how Universal has that stuff at their parks? Yeah. It seems like there's this whole, like, interesting, like, streaming rights uh, kind of shared thing with it where, like, for a few months, they'll be on HBO Max for all the Fantastic Beasts and H and uh, Harry Potter films, and then they'll go to the Peacock. They'll go over to Peacock, service. right? Yeah, and that's like they keep you know flip flopping back and forth, and everyone's like, "Oh, how am I gonna watch them?" I was like, "Well, you could you know just go buy. if you're a fan of the movies, just go buy them I guess, instead yeah. of worrying about where they are to stream." Yeah. But, yeah, so the, that'll be there if you want to check that out. And then the last thing is a, another release from Warner Brothers, and it's the 4K uh, release debut of Edge of Tomorrow, or as the cover art may lead you to believe, <laughs> Live, Die, Tomorrow is the title. <laughs> Although they still can't really figure out what they want to call this movie because you and I kind of talked about this off mic a little bit, but... On the spine, it still says Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Now, the good thing about from when this originally came out on Blu-ray is that Live, Die, Repeat was huge on the spine. So, if you didn't know what the name of the movie was, you would assume that that was the title of the movie. And then really small, it said Edge of Tomorrow, like, like almost right up against it. Now on this, at least, like, it's, like, highlighted at least, like, in a different color on the front where it says Edge of Tomorrow... Um, just under, like, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt's name. And then it just has, like, the live, die, repeat, like, repeating behind them in the background. But it's, it's just so weird, like, how, how much they cling to that tagline for the film. And, like, at least in the credits on the back of this now, like, it just lists the title for the movie as Edge of Tomorrow, where I think, like, even on that 3D Blu-ray that I have somewhere... That it that it says uh, on that that it's that it's edge of or yeah, it says edge of tomorrow colon live die repeat so I just think that's really weird how how it's set up like that for some reason yeah but anyways so that is our new releases for the week uh, and from that. We're going to get into our news here in a moment. Okay, so starting with our news for this episode, uh, the first little bit is it's it's a, a show that I know that I've been looking forward to for a while. It's the this animated uh, prequel series to the Gremlins films, and it's uh, B- Gremlins: Secrets of the Mogwai, and it was a review that came out of uh, Annecy uh, like recently. Uh, when Annecy took place. Now, do we do we know if if this has like a release date yet? There's no release date. It's just said you know this coming coming later to HBO Max and to Cartoon Network. So, oh, man. anyway, it's just a bummer because this looks really promising. 
Yeah, I really want to watch it. And so they say that the show is set in the 1920s. Uh, and there's a scene that's uh, kind of, they said, the straight out of like a horror version of the Smurfs with Gizmo uh, in uh, Mogwai Village uh, with all the like Mogwai uh, singing and harmony and having basically like a, like a good old time. And like a hawk flies in and uh, basically uh, Gizmo's then by himself to put it briefly uh and then basically gizmos then gets in a fight with the hawk uh with it results in him being separated from his village and like it just sounds i just really want to watch it um i now this is an audio podcast but i don't know if stanford if you can see just behind me in in my director's chair can you I have oh, yeah. a little gizmo oh, absolutely. sitting right there behind me. So. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Gremlins uh, has always been like one of my favorite movies when I was growing up. And then yeah. being a Back to, the, Back to the Future fan, when I finally realized that the the town that they live in in the first film is like, like they do like an establishing shot of like downtown in it. And it's the same uh, town square uh set on the universal lot that they use for hill valley so <laughs> next time you watch gremlins if you never noticed it before it's the it's the same hill valley town square in gremlins that is in back to the future <laughs> i forgot about which that. <laughs> which actually would have been used in gremlins before back to the future because of gremlins came out in 1984 and back to the future yeah. came out in 85 yeah but yeah uh yeah, like we said, there's not really a date for this yet, but I'm very excited about this. Uh, I know you're excited about it too, and I, I just want like a trailer at least because we haven't even gotten like that yet, and it's it's good to see that it's getting like a good review from like yeah, what the, the buzz is good. Yeah, yeah, so and the animation looks interesting for it too. It's I'm not really like sure like what you'd call the style. It's it. It's CG animated, but it's, I don't know, it looks cool, and I want to watch it, so. Yeah. They need to, they need to release it soon, It's and it's, season one is going to consist of ten episodes, and it just says, like you said, it'll just, it'll premiere on HBO Max and Cartoon Network at a later date, whenever that is. Uh, so from there, I will let you take it away from yeah, a bunch so of a little of interesting... gizmos to someone else. A couple interesting things, Mark, um, that are just kind of, just, just kind of fun. Uh, so, you know, Minions, The Rise of Gru opened up to a huge box office. Uh, and they, you know, they, uh, Illumination and Universal just, you know, they went full, did a full court press with their uh, premiere and with all the stuff. It, it uh, the headline in one of these stories was that, you know, Minions, take over Hollywood. <laughs> and they kind of did. Right. I saw some pictures of this on social media, but in that um, Ovation Mall, which is, used to be called the Hollywood and Highland Mall, which is right next door to the Chinese Theater there in Hollywood yeah. on Hollywood Boulevard, they've got that... You've been there, right, Mark? You know that big arch where you can... They've got all yeah. those pedestrian bridges that you can look into the Hollywood sign, and it's great views, and it's, you know... Yeah. It's a, it's a scenic place to take in the sights. They converted that into one big giant minion, probably like Kevin. <laughs> you know? uh, just, you know, with a big kind of a wrap thing. And um, they, again, they were, they were, um, they were busy. It, uh, the movie premiered at the Chinese Theater. And then, you know, Steve Carell was there along with Illumination founder and CEO Chris Melandondri. Um they did some skate experience at Milk Studios. Uh, there was a pop-up record store. They called it Despicable Discs, <laughs> which was funny. I thought, and, and it allowed um, fans to buy albums from artists featured in the film's soundtrack, which was cool because they did hmm. 1970s era songs that were, you know, from the soundtrack of The Rise of Gru, um, and they also sold them at 1970s prices. So. Um, oh, that's, cool. that's something that I wish I could have, you know, would have liked to have gone there. Taken advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. And then photo ops, 
and stuff um, looked like all over. So, uh, you know, a lot of fun for minions, and, and uh, I think, you know, probably the participants had fun, and then their marketing has paid off because the movie made um, a truckload of money. So good, yeah. you know, good for them. Uh, yeah, I, I never count these movies out anymore. Considering like each movie is like each like Despicable Me, then Despicable Me Two, Despicable Me th- Three, the first Minions, and now this like each movie's progressively made more money than the film before it. Yeah. Now it'll be interesting to see if if this one does more than the first Minions film, just because of like the whole uh, like pandemic to it all considering if not as many people will like it like you said it is doing well but i wonder if it'll still reach like that same peak that the first film did that right that i realized the other day just that first one came out seven years ago isn't that hard i know it's just like where does time go and and i mean i know this one was technically originally supposed to come out two years ago so there would only been like that five the five year gap between it which would be like more like you know in in tow with like what we normally see with like sequels to like animated films just with how long they take to produce and whatnot but i did think that was interesting yeah i haven't seen uh the new one yet i'll probably i i I plan i plan on trying to see it before the end of the month yeah uh, because i do want to talk about it on the show um but i thought it was funny that they also called it minion wood so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's good. <laughs> and, good and I do did like from the the one thing that we did see in the trailer, like with it, it did t- with it taking place in the seventies. That uh, like Universal's even like using like their own movie posters, like in the background with like the Jaws poster and yeah. And whatnot. So I'm assuming there will be plenty of other like nineteen seventies references in there too. But uh, well, just to make sure, if we do go see Minions, that we don't go dressed up in suits. <laughs> Right, Cause, uh, cause all that, that gentlemanion is that what it's called? I'm trying to remember what the, um, yeah. The, some of them are like they're not letting him in the movie, right? Some theater chains or some. Yeah, the, the internet's weird. That's 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 all I'll say. That's with all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, agreed. Uh, you yeah. know, it, if you can believe it, Mark, it's been. Um, uh, well, Monsters Monsters Inc., that great film from two thousand and one, uh, from Pixar, yeah, that I love. It's hard to believe how long that's <laughs> been out. I mean, twenty one years. Am I doing my math right? Years. Holy yeah. cow! You know, holy cow! It's just it's, it's just crazy. Um, but uh, there there was a fun article that Slash Film published that just talked about some of the history of of it, and I you know I didn't. I didn't know this. It may, you know, I probably just not up on my Monsters Inc. production history. Um, but you know, Mike Wazowski was not in the first draft of that script or of that story, according to an interview that was done in, in uh, 2016 with Pete Doctor, which commemorated the 15th anniversary of the film. Um, I'm just going to quote Pete Doctor. That's okay. Um, our first movie, our first movie, was about Sully and this kid. You know, of course, meaning Boo. And then in the subsequent story yeah. note sessions, we thought it would be nice for Sully to have a little bit more of a backstory and a world that gets upset. So we came up with this random background character that Ricky Nirva uh, had drawn. He was one of our storyboard artists who later went into the art department. But we kind of went back to this drawing and said, there's something about that guy. Uh, and what's funny, too, uh, I love I love this that um, he didn't have arms for a while, Mike. And so uh, I'll just go ahead and, and again, because Pete Doctor says it best, we have some great animation tests that we did where he, meaning Mike, has to walk and open a door and drink out of a glass with just the two legs. A lot of times you find that restrictions are your friend because they make something very specific or unique. But we found that a lot of expressions count on this uh, um, asymmetry of facial expressions and Mike only has one eye. So we had a bunch of figuring that out. And in the end, we felt like, okay, we've got our hands full with this one eye thing. Let's just give him two arms and two legs so that he can do things like carry a suitcase and walk at the same time. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, 
that was fun. That was fun to think about. I want to see some of those yeah. early story reels. <laughs> Uh, how they how they yeah, manipulated Mike Wazowski. I wonder too what kind of. I mean, I know I've got the art of book. I might have to pull that out, you know, to uh, see if they had talked about that at all. And I wonder what kind of early, early versions of Sully looked like too. You know how, oh, how yeah. he how he evolved uh, through the story development. Yeah, those older art of books are pretty cool uh, for like the the now like older movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, the the next thing that we're going to be talking about uh, before I get into the Emmy nominations, I hadn't added this to the Google Doc, but I just saw recently that uh, there's going to be a Will Vinton uh, documentary called Clay Dream. It's uh, coming to like select theaters in oh, August cool. on the fifth of that month, and it's so it's it's basically just it's going to be like the whole kind of like history of Will Vinton studios uh, you know they did like california reasons the, the yeah Lloyd. they did a bunch of uh like the different uh, uh like what, what was it they did they did like some of like those easter specials as well and but uh, our that buddy mark Hal... twain? that mark twain movie oh yeah that he did yes oh yeah uh but yeah like our buddy hal worked there for a while so i must wonder uh, August is going to be a good month f- for documentaries about uh, places that are that our buddy Hal Hickel has worked at between the Light and Magic documentary series on Disney Plus and then this uh, Will Vinton Studios documentary uh, coming to theaters in August. <laughs> going to be able to find out all, all about Industrial Light and Magic and then Will Vinton Studios all within the the context of a few weeks so that should be pretty this cool should be awesome i'm looking forward to that too uh, but going from that to this year's emmy nominations uh they were just announced today now really quick uh it's not animation but i just want to talk about it really quick just get to my favorite tv show right now uh ted lasso got 20 nominations again like it did last year uh <laughs> that's so, great oh yeah I'm just I'm happy about that. So, for the animated uh, films or and TV series and miniseries that got nominated this year, for the outstanding animated program, uh, Arcane, Bob's Burgers, Rick and Morty, uh, The Simpsons, and then for What If, The what if uh, episode uh, Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands, uh, in particular, was one that got nominated for that. And then, for outstanding short form animated program, the um, spinoff to the Amazon Studios uh, TV series The Boys, uh, the animated series The Boys presents Diabolical, uh, got nominated as well as the Netflix series Love, Death, and Robots, uh, Robot Chicken. Uh, Star Wars Visions, specifically for the episode The Duel, and then When Billy Met Lisa, one of the, the Disney Plus shorts. Uh, and then for Outstanding Character Voice Over Performance, uh, Moon Knight got nominated for F. Murray Abraham for his his uh, voice work for uh, Country in the, the TV series. The Netflix show Bridgerton had a... Uh, Dot one as well for uh, Julie Andrews in that as the the narrator for that series. I only know that because my my wife my wife watches that. I do not watch it. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, um, I don't watch either. <laughs> uh, what if uh, got another nomination with uh, What if T'Challa became Star Lord with a posthumous nomination for Chadwick Boseman? So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really uh, cool. The the Netflix series Big Mouth got nominated with Maya Rudolph for that series. Uh, the series Central Park, uh, Stanley Tucci got nominated for that. Jessica Walter uh, also got a posthumous uh, nomination for the TV series Archer as Mallory on the show. And then Jeffrey Wright also got nominated for What If as his role as the Watcher. And then 
for outstanding special visual effects uh, for a season or a movie, Book of Boba Fett was nominated for that. Uh, the T Apple TV Plus series Foundation, Netflix series Lost in Space, uh, the Netflix series Stranger Things. Netflix got a lot for these. Uh, Netflix, oh, yeah, the Netflix Witcher. got a bunch. Um, and then outstanding special visual effects for a single episode. There was the Showtime series The Man Who Fell to Earth, the Apple TV Plus uh, C uh, series. I don't think I've watched that one. Uh, the Snowpiercer TV series on TNT, an episode of Squid Game on Netflix, another Netflix show, Vikings Valhalla, The Bridge, and then outstanding television movie, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Got yeah, one. I'm pretty happy that, about that. That was, for, that was for great. Disney Plus. Uh, that's the only animated one in that. Uh, but the other that one that list, I'm happy yeah. about, there, uh, that I'm happy about, because I also liked that show a lot, was uh, As Always Extraordinary Christmas. I would highly recommend the, the whole TV series as always extraordinary playlist. And then this, uh, kind of series finale film that they did as well. So I would definitely suggest that, but yeah, that's all the Emmy nominations for this year and some pretty good nominations in there. I can't think of any snubs for, at least for the animation wise, but pretty exciting about what got nominated for that this year. So was there anything that stood out to you for those nominations at you know, all? Mostly I was happy, I mean, not animated, of course, for Ted Lasso, because I, right. I love that show so much. Uh, and I was happy right. that she The only nominated... Was What's that? Yeah, I was, was going to say the only animated thing that Ted Lasso did, didn't, didn't get nominated was that the short with the, the missing mustache from ah, right. last Christmas. <laughs> right. With the, the, the claymation. Yes. Exactly, um, and I'm happy that Chip and Dale uh, Rescue Rangers got got a shout out for best best TV movie because um, that was just really terrific. So uh, anyway, I can grasp all the all the nominees. That's really exciting. Yeah, so that's gonna do it for the the news, and then from that we're gonna go into the trailers for this week. And the, the first one is going to be for Season 3 of Solar Opposites. Uh, now, Stanford, have you watched this, this show at all? No, I haven't. I mean, I know that it's, it's by the guys who do Rick and Morty, right? Uh, well, it's, it's by uh, Justin Rowland, who does Rick and Morty. So it's basically like, like this is like his show by, by himself, more By or himself. Less. Yeah. And, and well, uh, so and, this and trailer... everybody else that works on it... <laughs> This trailer looked. I thought it was. I mean, I laughed. So, so I thought the show looked funny, and that I probably should should check it out. Do you watch it? Yeah, uh, we just started season two of it, so I'm kind of a season behind. Okay. But that's also because, like, like Netflix doesn't like a lot of streaming series does is that they'll release the entire season at once. So, like, if you you get kind of behind, then you get behind. Especially when they start, like, you know, you're like, oh, I didn't watch that season yet. Oh, and the new season drops now, so now I'm a few seasons <laughs> behind. <laughs> but, yeah, this is, like, if you if you like uh, Rick and Morty, it's kind of like that same type of, like, humor. It seemed very wanna... reminiscent of that of the humor from Rick and Morty, yeah. Yeah, and Justin Rowland does a lot of the voices in this show, too, like like he does with the Rick and Morty series as well. Like he does both the voices of Rick and Morty in Rick and Morty. Um, he only does a few of the voices like the, of the main characters in, in solar opposites. But, uh, but then you got TJ, uh, Milodich from Silicon Valley does a voice in there. And then I remember the kid's name off the top of my head, but he's on the Goldbergs. He does another one of the, the character's okay. voices in there as well, uh, but yeah, that's that's going to be starting soon. And it's July thirteenth. Trailer's pretty good. July thirteenth. Yes. Oh, so, so that so, uh, is... tomorrow on Hulu. Yeah, we're recording this episode July twelfth, so it's already out by the time you're listening. Yeah, it's all, to by the time you're listening. Episode. Yeah, it's a, uh, and it, I believe it's exclusively on on Hulu too. Mark, does that sound? Yeah, it's right. Yeah, there's even there's even a gag in the trailer about like going to Hulu Land at, at some point in there. 
So <laughs> he, he, even, he even plays that up. Now, going from there, from like one streaming service to another, the now we talked about this before with the uh, Jurassic World Camp Crustaceous Season yeah. 5. They released a teaser to this a little while back. Uh, now they released the full trailer to this. This is the legitimate trailer. Yeah, and this comes out July 21st, so about a week or so away. This is the final season of this series. And it's another show that I'm behind. Like, when the first season came out, me and my son watched, unintentionally watched the entire first season in one day just because how much we ended up enjoying it. You were enjoying it. Yeah, uh, I thought it was really well done. Um, I would like to continue watching this, but this trailer uh, just looks like the story definitely progresses and escalates from where he and I left off with it. And I will definitely want to catch up and get to where they are here in Season 5 of that show. Is there anything that stood out in that trailer for you at all? I, I don't. I know that you haven't watched any of the yeah, show. Yeah, I haven't watched it, so... You know, again, mostly I was just like hoping that, you know, that there's gonna be something that you and Patrick would enjoy. Right. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I haven't watched any of any of these any of the seasons, Mark. So, so. Um, and what's kind of cool about it, at least though, is that it is technically canon within like the Jurassic, uh, like franchise as it is. Yeah. So, it's kind of cool that. Like it, it kind of ties into the events of like Fallen Kingdom and Dominion. So by the time this last season ends, I think it'll be basically like within the same context of where, um, if you've seen Dominion, where that film ends as well. Yeah. Um, so it kind of correlates timeline-wise. Now, uh, the next thing that we're going to be talking about is season two of Monsters at Work. Yeah. Uh, which is coming coming yeah coming next year 2023 uh, i don't believe they gave a date did they just said just coming in 2023 yeah now i had started watching this and i would i would like to finish it but i haven't finished this the first season yet uh but i i enjoyed what i had watched so far with this have have you been able to watch the first I season part or of it. finish it I, at all? I need to finish it too uh yeah you know I thought I thought they did, I thought they did a decent job and it was pretty fun. It wasn't just super compelling for me. And clearly, I got distracted with other shows, okay. but but now that there's gonna be a season two, I probably will. I'll probably go back and and uh, you know finish off season one properly. Yeah, what's kind of funny about it is that it's essentially like a Pixar workplace comedy set within monsters inc yep more or less which is which is funny because a lot of the voice actors in it are actors that have appeared like in the office or <laughs> superstore <laughs> like so like if you've watched like, like the office or superstore uh then it's funny hearing those same voices you saw as humans in those shows as the monster as the monsters yeah, so I'm I'm I, I I will catch up with this. I'm slowly but surely making my way back through like TV shows that I had gotten behind on, and uh, slowly been checking them off the list so that I can catch up with with all this stuff. Nice. Uh, now, going from there to like the next bit is the Harley Quinn season three, so. So much so that what's kind of interesting about this was that this, so the teaser trailer got released. Let's see. One, hold on. This, is, this makes for great podcasting. This, so the teaser trailer got released on, where the heck is the date where it shows? I'm trying to find. I'm just it usually shows like the date when the stuff gets released. June twenty eighth. Like, okay, yeah. So the teaser trailer got released like what, like two weeks ago, and then like the full theatrical then trailer. 
Yeah. Although they called it the official teaser. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what the other so one the, was. Like, yeah, the other one was so the, the teaser got released on the 28th, and this other one just got released like the other day or so. They're more or less the same trailer. The The main differences are so the, the official trailer that just came out more recently um, kind of skews more to like what the storyline of like the actual season three is going to be for the show. The teaser trailer had this nice little uh, scene with the animated version of James Gunn in the series yeah. playing himself as James Gunn. So that's that's pretty funny. I'm looking that's forward to funny. that. It's, Mark, it's July 11th. The the okay. the official trailer got released on July 11th. And then the teaser right. was released on June 28th. So sorry about that, but yeah. No worries. Yeah, that's that's weird that they released them so close like back to back with one another. Like hmm. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but well, yeah, it is interesting, and also, you know, because it's coming, it's it's premiering on HBO Max on July twenty eighth. You know, this next season. Yeah. So I guess they just, I just wonder if they just finally decide on a date and they're like, well, I guess we got to market this thing. <laughs> you know, so they're, yeah. they're going for it. Like they were holding and holding it, and then they're like, oh, uh, the summer. Oh crap! That yeah. means you should probably start promoting it now. I wonder uh, about that. Some, I kind of some of the stuff that, that I thought was. Go ahead. Oh, please, after you. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, no, no worries. I was just going to say, one of the things I thought was funny in the trailer was that you see the Joker dancing at one point, and he's, like, walking down a staircase, so I thought it was funny that they're even, like, lampooning the, <laughs> I know. the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I, you know, this clearly looks like, you know, they're going for the laughs, and uh, anyway, it looks like it's going to be I hope it's gonna be funny, and you know, fans are gonna like it. Yeah, one of the the things that I'm excited about for this too is that uh, I'm gonna I would horribly mispronounce his name, but the the actor who plays uh, Guillermo in the What We Do in the Shadows uh, TV series. Oh yeah, is gonna be playing gonna be playing Nightwing in this show, so I'm excited to to hear him as as Dick Grayson Nightwing within Harley Quinn season three. Yeah. And uh, as we record what we do in the shadow season four uh, dropped on streaming today too. So wow. I'm looking forward to watching that too. We're busy. There's so much stuff to watch. Yeah. So many things. Yep. And I just, and I just finished a bunch of shows too, like between like the boys and, other and Stranger Things and Umbrella Academy and all of those shows. I, I had oh, to catch yeah. up with all those. Tomorrow's the, the last episode of uh, Miss Marvel. So, and then, like, with this too, like, this next trailer for the South Park, the Streaming Wars. This is part of, like, that whole deal that, uh, like, Matt Parker and Trey Stone have with uh, Paramount Plus with doing like all these films for the streaming service, which when they announced it, it seemed like a lot and that it was going to take a while for them to like, I think it was like 20 movies or something like that. But it seems like they're going through these at like a clip because they're basically oh, just making, they crank like, out stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, they're basically just doing like longer episodes, but as right. like films. So like they, they did the, the pandemic special, like the vaccination special, <laughs> They did like the, like the time travel like, COVID to the future like special things like with like the, the boys as like adults, and now like they started the streaming wars uh, kind of trilogy of episodes that they're or movies that they're doing, where like, what I've noticed is kind of funny too is that like Randy, as like the years have gone by has become more or less, kind of like the main character of the show like as they've uh -huh. gotten older. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you watch, like, a really much earlier season of the show, like, Randy's barely even a character right. on the show at that point. But now he's, like, it would be those, the four main boys and then Randy. Uh, but, like, he's essentially, like, a quote-unquote, like, Karen, like, in this, too. He's got, like, the whole... Uh, 
John and Kate plus eight uh, Kate haircut. Yep. Which I just think that's it's funny. It's, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Now I I didn't watch the first one of these yet. Uh, like again, these stuff just to catch up on. Uh, but I I've been enjoying like these newer films that they've been doing. I'm I'm season like a few seasons behind on this as well too. Uh, but like my son and my wife have been going through the older seasons recently and been watching them together to to catch up. So uh, I will check this out once I catch up. Uh, but have you been watching any of them at all too? No. Well, you know, apparently I'm not a Paramount Plus subscriber, so okay. uh, I keep debating whether to sign up or not. Because anyway, I know there's a lot of great programming on Paramount Plus, but. If I do, I will let you know. I'll get busy <laughs> catching up on stuff on Paramount Plus. No worries. Um, yeah, like well, because I had it when it was CBS All Access, and then it kind of transitioned to right, Paramount and Plus. Mm-hmm. Rebranded that. Yeah. Now the the next trailer that we have is. Now, what's interesting about this too? It's it's another DC uh, animated film, but what's like the animation on this is like. It looks like that kind of. It's not self shaded, but it's. I'm trying to think of like the, they did some Marvel animated films that kind of looked like the same way. Yeah. Um, it's very similar to. Do you remember Tron Uprising, that animated yeah. series? Yeah, that's a really good way to. It, it, yeah, good comparison. Yeah. It's like very similar to that. Like, it's it's definitely CG animated uh, for the, the film, but it's also uh, with that hand drawn kind of appearance to it for the. And this. I should. I didn't say the title yet. It's Batman and Superman Battle of the Super Sons. So with like this film it's a another like one of the like dc animated uh universe films that they've been doing it's doesn't look like it's within canon of because they've been doing some of these films that are like within canon to like a certain storyline that they've been doing across them and the way they've been kind of keeping those like in line is that if you purchase those uh, like the spines will have like this art that comes together on the spine that will say like DC Comics across yeah. the top of it, and the ones that aren't part of that will just you know have the standard, just the title on the side. Uh, but this looks looks pretty interesting. It's it's of course another animated film from them with Batman in it. So, but I'm happy that we're going to be getting the the Green Lantern one soon. So this i did not see a date for this it looks like it's, it's going to be october 18th uh yeah october 18th so yeah come into 4k and blu-ray and then in this it's the 11 year old jonathan kent discovers he has superpowers and so he is uh, so he's uh, basically under like an attack by um uh, he and robin or not rob yeah Batman's Robin, um, under attack by like a malevolent alien force known as Starro. So, like, if anybody saw the Suicide Squad, it's Starro was the the villain of that as well. And they have to join forces in it to with Damian Wayne to basically rescue Superman, and Batman, and the the rest of the Justice League in this to save the world. So I don't know. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the, I mean, the animation on it alone, I like that. That's a little bit different. Yeah, I thought that the I, I I appreciated the uh, kind of an updated animation style for uh, for for these DC feature films, the animated feature films, and all look good. Yeah, promising. Yeah. And then the the last one of our trailers is for the now we've. They've already released this as like two parts. It was the Batman: The Long Halloween Part One and Part Two over the past year or so. Yeah. Um, those were out on Blu-ray only uh, in the past year, 
but it's kind of similar to like what they did with the Dark Knight uh, Returns when that came out. Uh, they're now releasing this as a deluxe edition with like added content to it as well. Uh, and it's also going to be available in 4K, uh, so that'll be nice as well. And I, I like the I liked the animation style in this when I watched the the two parts when they came out separately. Uh, it's, it's kind of similar to uh, that Green Lantern animated film that they're going to be having come out too, where it's like the like kind of thicker uh, outlines around the character designs. Yeah, uh, it's almost like that same like animation style as well. This is. Uh, based off of the the popular uh, comic book run and story for co- Batman, the the long Halloween, that's actually influenced like a lot of the the live action films over the past few years, like Chris Nolan's, uh, like The Dark Knight and his Batman Begins. Uh, some inspiration for Matt Reeves' recent Batman film as well for the Batman and that. So it's been uh, plenty of of an influence for storyline-wise for those films. So I'm looking forward to seeing kind of like this expanded version of this, and as well as being able to see it in 4K as well. Yeah, whenever you get to 4K. see animation in, in 4K, especially hand-drawn animation, it's always uh, always looks really really nice and crisp and great to watch. Yeah. Uh, and that will be coming out, it looks like, here uh, later this year in... Oh, sorry, it's taking a moment for it to load for me. Uh, it's going to be coming out here on... I do not see a date. So, later this year. That's when it's coming out. Yeah, I was going to say, that's all, I couldn't it. find a date. So, yeah. All right, so for our recommendations this week, to, to close us out, uh, my recommendation this week is the Disney Plus uh, Walt Disney Animation Studios series Baymax! Exclamation point uh, That just came out recently, the, the entire season. Uh, it's all there on Disney Plus to watch. I believe there is six I think episodes. there are six, and they're shorts. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're like, so they're, yeah, they're about what? twelve minutes or so. Yeah, each. ten to twelve minutes each. Yeah. And in retrospect, it makes sense that there's six episodes too. Yeah. Because Big Hero Six. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I enjoyed this, and the, yeah, the thing too. that I think is funny too is that. Is that there's that people getting upset about certain stuff that happened in it because people get upset about everything. Uh, but if if people didn't like, uh, let's just say if people didn't like what they talked about in uh, Turning Red, uh, they they might not like what they talk about in uh, certain One episode of, these of this. Episodes of Baymax, yeah, yeah, yeah Baymax but, uh, is dealing with real people with real issues that we all you know. Yeah, that should all be normalized. And yeah, like, I, what I liked about this too is that it's it's he's both dealing with both like physical health and mental health too. So I like that they tackle mental health in this too because I think that should be normalized as well. Especially like like we both said that we both like enjoy Ted Lasso. I, I, that's like one of the things I like so much about that show is that how it treats like mental health awareness. And how that's handled in that show in a realistic way. So I liked that with this show that can be watched by uh, anyone from, you know, like the age of, I don't know, five, six, seven years old to someone that's in their late 90s, early 100s. Um, they can, it can be enjoyed by, by anybody because it tackles whether you have mental health issues or physical health issues. And how like different ways to like he could help them out. So I I like these shorts. You can watch them all, and then one like one go take. Yeah, I like to watch watched them while I was eating lunch. You know, <laughs> it was just and yeah, I, that so, was that was really fun. 
Uh, and I guess that's one of the things why I kind of appreciated the shorter length in that it just got to the point, you know, and it was, I thought actually it was kind of a clever way and a, a unique way to do it. Um, yeah, and Scott Edsett comes back as the voice of Baymax as well. Yeah. And I think Ryan Potter, too, is also the voice of Hero, although Hero isn't in it a lot. He's always kind of in, like, kind of like yeah. a little epilogue at, at the end of each yeah. episode. But And Maya, yeah, and Maya Rudolph is back as well as, yeah. as his aunt. His, uh, but yeah, I, w- I definitely highly recommend this. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought too, if I'm not mistaken, Mark, this is like the first kind of full-on animated series that's coming from Walt Disney Animation Studios, right? I know they've yeah, announced. it was one of the yeah, it was one of those ones they announced at that like shareholder meeting. Yeah, like a I don't know how long ago that was. I think it was a 2020 now. It was that yeah. they did that. That was like that whole one where like they announced like, like all the the Star Wars series, all like all the Marvel series, yeah. Zootopia, like Zootopia Plus. I think is the next one that they did. Yes. that's gonna be coming. Zootopia Plus. There's gonna um, be a Tiana. One. Yeah, Tiana Moana. Yeah, yeah, Moana. Yep. Yes, and so if like this is anything to go by, I'm definitely looking forward to more of the Disney Plus Walt Disney Animation Studios series. Yeah, me too. Me too, for sure. And if I'm not mistaken, I... Yeah, or no, he didn't work on this one. uh, Our buddy Darren worked on the Zootopia Plus one. Oh, okay. It'll be coming out soon. Because I remember him saying um, that he was finishing up work on that recently. So um, Mm -hmm. that one, I don't know when that one comes out, but I'm looking forward to that one too. Oh, yeah. What's your recommendation for the week? Me too. Well, Mark, you know, if there's one thing that was revealed from this, this episode, as always, I am always not great on keeping caught up with my TV. There's just so many shows. Uh, and this was definitely one of them, and I'm embarrassed about it, but here we are. So um, I finally have been watching Primal, which is Jendi nice. um, Tartofsky's series that uh, plays on HBO plus and on Adult Swim. Uh, it's on the Adult yeah. Swim hub within HBO Max. That's where I've been watching it. And uh, it came out, the first episode came out in 2019. And there's been one season. And I thought I read that there was another season. Or maybe we talked about it. I'm not sure if we, uh, I just didn't Yeah, that it was going to be coming out soon that he was working. Yeah, the, 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 there was another season of this. But this show is, is I, I, I just absolutely love it. Um, it's, I mean, it, it kind of typically isn't necessarily my <laughs> my taste because it's like super gory, even though it's all animated. But oh, it's, yeah. but uh, you know, there's not a single word of dialogue. It's basically, you know, it's a painting that comes to life, and, and it's this interesting relationship that this caveman has with a dinosaur, and uh, and the dinosaur in a way like becomes his horse, and they uh, work together. To, to survive you know in this bonkers environment that they live in where I mean talk about circle of life it's just dinosaurs you know munching down on everybody oh, yeah. and everything and both of these uh, you know both the both the caveman and this dinosaur they have some you know as we learned in episode one they have some serious tragedy that I think is what is what brings them together and uh Anyway, it's it's just such it's so, it's so unique, um, but I, you know I I I I I admire this show a lot, definitely for adults. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, this uh, it reminds cool. me of it's uh, it's kind of like a mixture of like stuff he did with like the Clone Wars micro series that yes. he did way back in two thousand five, as well as like some stuff from like the more recent like last season of samurai jack samurai jack yeah but yeah like that more like you know bloody adult last season of samurai jack Uh, (laughs) and then probably like what we have to look forward to with like some of this other stuff that he's going to be doing that's coming out with like he has that that uh project that's like a that's called fixed yes it's like about this this dog that (laughs) Uh, again like another adult kind of like topic for it where it's like 
this dog that like finds out he's gonna be like fixed so he's trying he goes and has like a night out on the town basically before he gets <laughs> before fixed. he gets <laughs> yeah so yeah so i can only imagine like like how the like what that animation will be like for that mm-hmm. but yeah i i like like all the stuff that he's done uh i like his like visual style for the stuff he's done oh, too and it. like his visual style is just uh, unparalleled and this kind of also reminds me of um our buddy uh austin madison who works at pixar i remember uh years ago there was one of his friends worked on the uh it was an oscar nominated short the adam and dog uh, which was like a hand-drawn animation. Yeah, um, it's it's very different, but also very similar at the same time. Uh, and the the music for that is is great too. So if, if anyone hasn't seen Adam and Dog, I would also suggest checking out that when you check out uh, Stanford recommendation of Primal. Uh, but that is gonna do it for this week of the show. Uh, when we come back in a couple weeks uh it's going to be like a movie review heavy episode we'll have some news in that one too uh but we may go back to doing something like this where we like do like a news episode each month and then like a roundup of like movie reviews in that month too or a bunch of like smaller like one-off movie review things still kind of like playing around with now that we've come back like after all this time off with like different ways of playing with like the format of the show so uh stick with us as we we figure it out a little bit uh but uh when we come i don't want to say like what we're going to talk about specifically just in case we we change our mind on what we end up talking about later in the month but it it will be an animated movie review so that's what (laughs) i like it Uh, but don't uh, don't forget you can follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Mark Gibbert, M-A-R-C-B-I-B-B-E-R-T. And I'm at Stanford Clark. Just uh, like a spell. Yeah. Uh, and then you can find the show on Facebook and Instagram by looking for Animation Fascination. Uh, we're on Twitter at Animated Podcast. And you can email us at AnimationFascinationPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also visit our website at animationfascination.net or animatedpodcast.com uh, where I've been posting all the newer episodes we've been doing recently as well. Kind of went through and uh, updated the site a little bit too, especially after I've been kind of staying dormant for a few years. Uh, so check it out. Uh, then you can also uh, get any kind of Animation Fascination merch that you'd want to at our Public link. Uh, shirts, some other stuff there too if you want it. Uh, then our episodes are edited by our buddy Trent Factor. So I'm Mark Gibbert for myself, Sanford Clark. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and make sure to tune in again next time.